liquor store were, it wasn't open, but they said, but more than that, these people are cutting up as if they're already drunk. Pentecost, the birthing of the church. Pentecost, the saving of 3,000 souls. Pentecost, first the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Pentecost, the manifestation of power. Pentecost, the sanctioning of the gifted. Pentecost, when the fire fell. The day of Pentecost was a day of memorial, but also a day of resolution. Resolution of what? He lived, he died, he rose, and now he's coming back again. So Pentecost was probably the stop point before we get to where we are now. We have to understand, so good to see you, Mac. We have to understand what the fire of God is. In the natural, fire is defined as combustion or burning. I had a good night's sleep. Y'all see, I'm feeling better. I feel like preaching. I was, uh, you know, I could tell. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody's been praying for me to sit some rest and chill. Oh, he answers prayer. Don't push me. I say he answers prayer. I've seen him do it. I've experienced him do it. Oh, God. Natural fire is defined as a burning in which uh, substances can uh, combine chemically with the oxygen and the air and typically give out bright light, heat, and smoke, uh, or strong feeling of excitement to ignite or to cause excitement. Today, on this very special day, as we are arrayed in our white to show our unity, I want to touch on the discovery of the spiritual and powerful implications of the fire of God, because I think many people in church have prayed for the fire of God, and we most certainly need it. Somebody say, I need it. We don't understand. Uh, we often don't understand what we're praying for. Fire symbolizes many things in the Bible. Fire symbolizes the holiness of God. Which, um, when Moses received the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai, mm -hmm, the Bible says that the whole mount was lifted or lit in fire. Exodus 19 and Genesis chapter 9, we come to the understanding that fire can represent the judgment of God because it was fire that, uh, that was used to kill and take down Sodom and Gomorrah, for they were immoral and in unrighteousness, and the fire destroyed the city. You do know that Lot had a wife, and they told her, said, uh, whatever you do, don't look back, because if you look back, you will come a pillar of salt. The suggestion was, you shouldn't look back, because you shouldn't want to be like they were. Ah, okay. When God pours out his judgment, he pours out fire, and you can see it over and over again in the Bible. Somebody say fire. The fact, the fact that people would end up in hell and end up in a place of torment. But the Bible says that it's a place of everlasting and unquenchable fire. No, nobody, nobody in their right mind would pray for God to bring the fire of judgment on them. And then uh, the, the, the fire of God that represents God's presence for the church or for the redeemed community. Many of you have wondered well, why this candle is on this brass stand is lit. It's called a sanctuary light. Say that with me, sanctuary light. It, it represents two things, the power of God and the presence of God. And therefore, when they lit the light in the sanctuary, uh, it, it was symbolic of the fact that God is looking out for us 24-7. So the belief is that the fire should never go out. You'll catch it on the way home. And I, I came to suggest to you that the fire in our lives should never go out. Oh, Lord, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I think of the goodness of Jesus, when the fire 
The fire shouldn't go out. Uh, the fire always should be burning on the altar in Exodus, and it shall never go out. The fire in my life should be bur burning on a regular basis. Somebody say fire. And so uh, Jeremiah told them, I ain't going to preach. And uh, they, they said, if you don't preach, he tried not to do what God called him to do. And the Bible said it was like fire. I thought I had a Bible reader. Shut up. In his bones, somebody shout fire. In Leviticus 4 of the Jews, it symbolizes that God was with them. God said, I'm going to bring forth uh, fire in the nation of Israel. And this fire will represent my presence to you. So he lit the fire even in the desert. Uh, we, When we pray for the fire of God, we are literally calling down the presence of God. We ask uh, God to send his fire. We are literally asking God to send his presence. When we say, Lord, I need your fire. We sang a song uh, in this church on Sunday night, but I don't need no music. I got the Holy Ghost, and we're saying stuff like, fire, Lord. Now, we're not saying when I say, Lord, send your fire, I'm not saying that we need your judgment. I don't want his judgment. But when we're saying, I need your fire, I'm saying, I need your presence, because we can get everything we want in the presence of God. It is in his presence that all things are possible. Mountains have to move and seasons will have to change. I'm in his presence. When we get in his presence, not just the building, but when we get in the presence, uh, things start coming together. Come here, David, and help me extend my point. And then Psalm 16 and 11 said that I will show me the path of life and in his presence is fullness of joy. At the right hand, there are pleasures evermore. In his presence, uh, some stuff is released that we cannot see uh, with the natural eye. Don't let nobody fool you and say that uh, uh, attending church is unnecessary. But yeah, because you, you you don't understand. When Bible says, forsake not thyself, the assembling together. You must understand every time we come in this place and come with one accord, something happens to us. Every time I empty them, empty them doors, glad to see y'all, but I ain't here to what I came for. Uh-huh, yeah, tell people, don't dump no garbage on me. I didn't come for that. I come for the garbage to be off me that I dealt with all week. So when we pray in the, the Lord's church, we're calling his presence. In the New Testament, the further the purpose of God is revealed. The fire of God in the New Testament is his empowerment for service. Primarily, fire represents the presence of God. And when Moses encountered God at the burning bush fire, and later God appeared in a pillar of fire to lead his people in the wilderness. And here in our text, Acts chapter 2, the tongues represented the presence of God through the Holy Spirit. Now, John the Baptist is preaching in Matthew 3. He said, I, hey, y'all, I indeed will baptize you with water unto repentance. But one is coming after me, and he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Say it with me, Holy Ghost and fire. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Holy Spirit, I'm uncomfortable with ghosts. It's all in the text. We're not talking about Casper and them. We're talking about he, the Holy Spirit. Yes. And so on the day of Pentecost, a supernatural uh, fire came from heaven and empowered those for service. A few chapters later, we get to Acts, and even the enemies of the church had the testimony that the spirit empowered uh, fell on believers. Uh, they turned the world upside down. Twelve apostles turned the world upside down. I, I got a hard question. What happened to our fire? 
come here and sit and your wood is wet. Your wick is out. Your transmission uh, is messed up. Your engine is thrown a rod. And we sit here like we did God a favor to come at 7.30 or 10. And then don't, don't dare ask me to stay a little longer. And then somebody got to push you to clap your hands. And in those hands, God has given you provision for yet another week. And so you ought to put those hands together and thank him, brother, somebody have to push you. How dare we try to push people away? Oh, God. Because there is a blessing that comes when we're in this house. And we uh, we lost the fire because we're not serious about our walk. We lost the fire because we do not respect prayer. That's what they do. That's what they do on, on the first Saturday. That's what they do on the line. What do you mean they? All should pray. Oh, Lord, they got quiet on me. And then we lost it because we're not serious about our walk, lost the fire, because our prayer life is in a bad shape. We are one out of the number 10. We lost it because we don't want to change. They hear the word and don't want to change. We need a Pentecost. Uh, Pentecost at any cost, for only the fire of the Holy Spirit can empower us to be victorious over the raging flames of hell that threaten the world and the church. The Holy Spirit is symbolized by the fire because there are three things that are essential in the abundant and victorious life. The Holy Spirit supplies these three essentials that I want to look at quick, quickly. If you quench the Spirit, you will know uh, that you will be weaker than when you let the Spirit have his way. Those three essentials, sound with me, uh, say it with me, heat, light, power. Briefly, briefly, Bishop, what is heat? Take it like this. You take away the fire of God and earth becomes a giant iceberg. One, one writer said, if you ever get a chance to cruise and go to the Alaskan cruise, it's like something, all the picturesque windows, and you see these icebergs, and you'll see a walrus, and you'll see, uh, it's, it's not the partying cruise, but you can meditate when you're watching all this stuff. I watch from the inside, I'm like cold, and I went out one time. But you look out there, I had never seen an iceberg. But can our lives be like icebergs now? One writer says, life cannot survive without fire and the warmth it produces. This is true in our spiritual life as well. Hallelujah. Uh, we gotta, if they take away the fire of God, people will become frozen people. Instead of being a volcanic, uh, volcanic uh, eruption or mountain, the church has become a snow-capped mountain. It may be appealing to the eye, but no power to melt the cold hearts of men. And because you just woke up, this world is in a terrible situation. And when I say the cold hearts of men, I'm not just talking about older men. Ah, oh, them fellas that shot and killed uh, the officer of the week were all young men. Their hearts are cold. Uh, we've had 13 shootings since Friday. Uh, 13 deaths in Chicago. Cold-hearted men. People will shoot you to see you fall. Push you over into the water. We got to have the power of the Holy Ghost. That we might be able uh, to say, God, bless them and help them to move from a cold heart to, to a warm heart. It takes hot lava uh, of love to soften these people's hearts and melt them so that they can be impressed with the gospel. Uh, they found a lady on the west side on yesterday, tied up uh, and, and tied up behind, over by the mayor's house. Tied up, didn't know how she got there. People are crazy. I say that again. People are crazy. 
And the craziness that they deal with is because they have a lack of relationship with God. It takes the hot lava of love to soften hearts and melt them so they can be impressed with the gospel. So we move from uh, we move from heat into light. Everybody say light. Uh, understanding the necessity of the illumination. Take away the light. And man is blind to all the beauty. Take away the fire and the, and the spirit and man is left in darkness of ignorance and shut off from the, tr the truth of God. As he referred to the emotional nature, so light refers to the intellectual nature of man. Oh, we sang songs over the years. Walk in the light, beautiful light, come where the dew drops. Of mercy, shine. shine all around us. Talk to him while you're driving. Or talk to him 
just a little talk with Jesus. And, and you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon me to be my witnesses in Judea and Samaria and uttermost parts of the world. We must not let the fire go out. And then we must keep it fresh. Old fire cannot warm. Went fishing early this week with some of, some of the men, and in the evening we sat around a fire pit and talked about uh, everything you think of, almost one in the morning. And we made a big fire, but uh, this was Monday, and, and later on that night, after having dinner, the fire had gone out. And so I'm wondering what we're going to do now. And no matter what we did to try to get it to burn, it wouldn't light. We had to get some fresh wood for a fresh fire. Well, y'all will catch it on the way home. Tony says to Deacon Jeff, he said, get some more wood and some kindling because the fire from yesterday is not good enough for today. Oh, how true that is. You cannot just keep talking about when the Lord visited you 40 years ago. I need a visitation right now. Somebody said fresh fire. The fire you had on last time. Oh, it was not, it's not sufficient for now. Or the day you got saved or the day you got filled is no good for you right now. As you know for yourself, all of us need a refreshing. I say all of us need a refreshing. We are praying with no power. We need a fresh fire. We are living lives with no victory. We need fresh fire. We are trying to fit where we don't belong. We need fresh fire. We are trying to worship with no reverence. We need fresh fire. We are trying to praise and are thankful. We need fresh fire. We are preaching with no conviction. We need fresh fire. We boast about our giving, but it's not really a sacrifice. We need fresh fire. We have result reaching with preaching with no results. We need fresh fire. Uh, we wanting souls with no evangelism. We need fresh fire. We are marrying with no commitment. We need fresh fire. So quickly, I got a couple points uh, to, to throw out here uh, that fire did then and does now. Number one, fire purifies. Say it with me, fire purifies. Uh, when, when we had a, a caught some glass or what have you, before mama went into our hands, she put the needle in the fire to purify it and go in and, I guess I'm talking Greek, go in and take the glass out or the wood pieces out because when she didn't stick her, uh, anybody's pen, she had to purify it. I don't know who this is for, uh, 30 of y'all maybe, but some of us have been in the fire and God was purifying us because he's going to let us come out like pure gold. Uh, the purification of our spirits and of mind. You do know there's some stuff in my life and yours that we need to burn up. If we're honest, there's a part of us that we don't even like ourselves. The Lord purifies us after he convicts us. Preach, Bishop. The order is like this. Conviction, repentance, and then purification. Hear me. David prayed that prayer in Psalm 51. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercy. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgression and sin uh, is evil uh, ever before me against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Created me a clean heart. O God, and renew the right spirit within me. Really, when you get a chance, he makes 22 requests in one prayer in Psalm 51 to get to the point where purification takes place. He wants to be purified. The only people I know who can ignore conviction and don't care about purification are those that are reprobate. 
You read it when you get a chance in Psalm 1. They, I mean, Romans 1, uh, they kept on doing what they was doing. And God said, I'm going to turn y'all over to a reprobate mind. What does reprobate mean? Reprobate means you don't feel guilty. You don't feel convicted. They can preach in your lap and you're still not going to change. Your mind is messed up. And you love serving the enemy and think it's right. When people are reprobate, they'll make everything wrong right for them. Lord, help me preach. I've been praying a single-sentence prayer for over 30 years. It's a one-line prayer. I don't know when I actually started, but my prayer that I pray in addition to other things is, Lord, help me to end right. You see, I've had seasons of weakness. and I messed up too many times to count. I've had seasons of failure even since I knew the Lord. I asked the Lord, whatever's going to happen in the next day or the next day, let me end right. Uh, Lord, purify me so I can end right. So secondly, not only does fire purify, but fire energizes. The energizing to the point that he pushes us uh, to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Bishop Young was here last week. Oh, did he bless us. Then. Bishop Young blessed us. And uh, we were in the office. Oh, I thought about them sevens all, all, and all the stuff that he shared. We were in the office talking after the 730 service. And I told him, I'm thanking God that our church is in comeback mode. People are coming back, and when a whole lot of churches are still empty since COVID. And he said to me, it's because the Lord's hand is on y'all. Y'all miss it. I said, he said, because the Lord's hand is on y'all. Somebody ought to tell your neighbor, say, the Lord's hand is on you. Your season, oh, your season of struggle, he said, was a comma. But thank God it wasn't a period. Oh, I get somebody help here. When I'm talking to you who see your future and you went through all kind of stuff, still going through it, can I serve notice on you? It was just a comma. I'm trying to preach this. I wish you'd catch it and say what you've been through was just a comma. Oh, but you've got to get ready to understand because God didn't make it a period. You can get ready for stuff with an exclamation point. I, God's got so much for me that I'm going to get ready for an explanation point. It's not a cult. Oh, shut up. And can I tell you, I came here today from Oklahoma City pre, with a premeditated praise in my back pocket. Because you don't know like I know. I wish you came with a praise on your lips, a praise in, in your front pocket, in your bosom, wherever you keep it, because you don't know. Nobody know. He sent his fire to keep me. He sent his fire to help me. He sent his fire to energize me. I can have whatever I want. Come on, talk to somebody. Say, neighbor, I believe God. Jesus is here. And I can have just what I want. Exhaustion when you're tired. David said, When I got in his house, I felt better. Matter of fact, I was glad to get the invitation. Micah was addressing being empowered for a specific task, and but under the influence of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes to help you when you're exhausted, revitalize your physical, mental, and spiritual hand. Then the fire comes that it may promote um, uh, motivation. Am I giving y'all too much? Promote motivation. When we're subject to the Spirit of God, we get some robust energy. 
when you are down and feeling sad, God will send the right person with the right song or the right message that'll make you. I'm coming to church and say, but the preacher talking about me, he talked directly to me because he's given fire gives us motivation. Paul would write to the church at Philippi and say, I can do all things now through Christ that strengthened me. Somebody say fire. Fire energized to the point where it helps us eliminate frustration, cynicism, and negative emotions. Oh God, the Holy Spirit terminates the stuff that would have naturally hurt you. Run it up. And then the fire stabilizes focus, weariness, interference, and in our ability to concentrate on our mental tasks. The devil has got in most of our minds even this year. And this is just the last Sunday in May. You've been frustrated to a point where you don't feel like going on even matters. And I, and I came today to tell you the fire is here to burn up your uh, lack of motivation, let you live again. Oh, God, I say I see myself in the future. Things are looking a whole lot better. Paul, help me out. I got to go. Breakfast time. Romans 8 and 28. He said, and we know. I wish you talked to somebody. Say, and I know that all things work together. So the Holy Spirit increases unity. Well, the kingdom of God is a matter of eating and drinking. Uh, it's not a matter of eating and drinking, according to Romans, but of righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Uh, and then Proverbs write to us, my son, give attention to thy words. Incline your ear to my saying. Fire purifies. Fire energizes. But lastly, fire spreads. We look into the crackling flames of the campfire as I looked on Monday night. The orange lights dance and spread and change as if they have a mind on their own. We need a fire that's contagious and the fire will move us to labors of love, which will cause us to be kindled one to another and ultimately belong to him. We have been watching the fires in California for several years now. It is said that the fire spread when the winds blow on a blazing, uh, blow blazing on a bush or a tree. How fire spreads are actually four ways, but I, I don't have time to deal with it. But we got to understand that when the fire, uh, it, when the fire starts, it takes some wind to blow it into something else. And then it begins the, to spread. I don't know about nobody else, but when I'm down, Lord, help me here. When I'm down, the fire comes and blows on me and it begins to spread. Ain't no way you saying that you are. Uh, spirit field and ill fire blowed upon you or from you to somebody else. Good morning, y'all. May the Lord bless you real well. Tell somebody I need fresh fire. And so when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting and appeared under them cloven tongues like as of fire. And they sat upon each of them and they received the Holy Ghost. Now, I, I got to close with this. One of the greatest things in this computer era is that we have a button on the computer and the iPad is called the refresh button. So even though your screen is blank because you ain't got nothing that you thought you should have by now, even though you messed up 
even though you've been living with a blank screen, God told me to tell you to hit the reset button, hit the refresh button. All you got to do is mash the refresh button, and God then refreshes us with power to do what we have not done before. I like when we press the refresh button. Psalm 91 is the answer. When it comes to us in those promises and say, he, he, he. Uh, that dwell in the secret place of, of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my strength. Uh, my God in Him will I trust. He shall deliver me from the snare of the power and from his noise and pestilence. He shall cover me with His wings. And under His wings shall I trust. Good morning, sweet Holy. The truth shall be our shield and buckler. I'm not going to be afraid of what happens in the daytime, of what happens at noon, because the Lord is on my side. Hey, y'all, take this home. A thousand shall fall on one side and ten thousand on the other side. But you talk to two or three people, say, it will not come down. Come on, I need you to talk to them. Say, because I'm covered, there's some stuff that ain't going to hit my house. I wish y'all testify. See, because I'm covered, uh, there's some sickness that's not going to take me out. Because I'm covered, uh, I'm not going to die by poverty. Because I'm covered, uh, I will walk like he said I can walk. Uh, eyes have not seen, uh, ears have not heard. Uh, let's go higher, son. Uh, Spread as a 
somebody. Say you shall live with you. Yeah. Yeah. And even the youth shall pain and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But they that Here where we are living in Him, 
we live, move, and have our being. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get your offering. You can tell you who's here, who's in the chair. the men's women had their function by meal. They're going to have their breakfast. These are his. Same man for Kelly and Dietrich. you to invite the women to participate with the men. We're having a pre-Father's Day breakfast the second Sunday in June, June 10th. So uh, June 10th in the James Lodge Center at 9 o'clock, a pre-Father's Day breakfast. And we want you guys to participate. Uh, by show of hands, how many women have men in their lives that they love, they have love for? Husbands and friends and sons and nephews. Now, I want to see the same hands of women that have men that take care of them, take good care of them. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Good care. So I want to give you guys the opportunity to show some appreciation to those men that take good care of you. Amen? Amen. So we have, we in the hall, we have seven tickets for $25 a ticket. We have a great menu prepared for the men just to celebrate. You know, we we, we deserve it, right? Yeah. And we have a special guest. So, uh, real quick, we've been doing this every month, second second Saturdays, uh, every month. And we've been, uh, not only we've been eating again and getting fed with food, we've been getting fed spiritually and uh, uh, mentally. Uh, we've been covering uh, these five pillars. Uh, that we've been talking about, discussing that we all should touch uh, and cover each day of our lives. Faith, family, finance, fitness, and freedom. Mm -hmm. And if you if you spend some time each day in each one of those pillars, it will improve your life. You'll be blessed, mm -hmm. right? So we, we covered faith. This will be a brief lesson on faith. We have Pastor uh, Coleman come and speak to us about family. Last month and then this month, we, uh, June, we're going to do finance. So, you know, we, we've been, we have a good time. We've been fed. So, everybody come support men. Second Saturday, June 10th, Father's Day breakfast. Amen. See you guys. Amen. Amen. The other thing he was saying was, Duchess stood up here and made us buy t shirts for the women. So, we need y'all to buy a ticket and send the men to breakfast. Amen. If you don't have a man, then we'll do it. Oh, bring your gifts, bring your gifts, whatever to bring your gifts. We're going to do it because of the fact that by faith, if you want one, he'll give it to us. Somebody said to me, I said, don't say uh, God will send us a man. I don't want one. Well, if you want one, God will do it. Send it to you. Our choir is one out of three choirs that will be singing at Gospel Fest on this Saturday. On this Saturday. In the afternoon, it'd be good to see some of you all uh, in the park. It's in Millennium Park, and uh, we go on somewhere after four, five, six, somewhere in there before Karen Clark Sheard. They got time tribute. The other two choirs, of course, is Destiny Worship Center and uh, Acme. I'm missing somebody, but it'd be good for us to look out there and see our own 
uh, in the place um, out in the open. And it's a good way to and wear any kind of Sweet Holy Spirit t-shirt so we can identify that the saints are out there. The evangelistic team witness and move through the people's lives and God will bless us in that right early. Amen. Uh, Kiki's doing well and preparing for the graduation ceremony for our youth meet on the first Sunday, I mean, no, second Sunday in June. Anybody else will be here? Anybody else? I'm getting now. I'm getting now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Is Minnie Hawkins at the hospital? Anybody know? Okay. She is. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I'm going to ask Luda from the Congress of people. If you are going to come and receive the symbol of the gift of the Spirit, sometimes we do order, sometimes we do prayer calls. Elders and ministers, if you can move this call. But we come together. And I, I have a prayer. This is a different. I want you to come and, and receive the, the blessed water. I have a special label put on it. And I want you to. Drink it, use it, sprinkle it on your bills. Because I believe in miracles. The Son of God moved upon the face of the water. In the beginning, God moved upon the face of the water. And then another time, Jesus took water and turned it into wine. Another time, Jesus walked on the water. And he says to us, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. I want you to come and receive the water. Go back to your seat. We're going to all lift it and pray a particular prayer together. Amen. Come on around. Come on around. Down the center aisle if you will. Down the center aisle if you will. It's okay to ask for a bottle for somebody sick. We want to serve everybody. Amen. Don't talk, be healed and delivered. Set free. And hurry, come in this room. Thank you. 